for some hibiscus. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? This is Greg Geiger. Uh, Glad to be here on the last word, man. Yeah. Damn, Geiger, how you doing? I'm um, yeah. Man, yeah. lots of good sports mm. nuggets to get into, man. I hyped and stuff. Yeah. Seriously, all right, yeah. man. So first off, I want to jump into the we 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 haven't recorded in a couple weeks. We just missed the NBA Finals last time. We were in the middle of the Finals last time. So I just want to give Giannis his proper due. Like, Giannis vaulted himself into a completely different conversation than the conversation he was in. It's fascinating. Like, when players show up in the moment and you're like, oh. (laughs) Like, we're so quick to want to throw praise on players when, you know, when we think they're this, you know, he's the next this, he's the next that. And, you know, so when they come through a moment, it's more of like a coronation. You know what I'm saying? Like like when LeBron finally won his championship, it was a coronation. Like everybody knew what that dude was and what he could be. He was finally reaching the status you wanted to put him on anyway, right? Giannis is a little different. Like Giannis... You know, two years ago, he gets beat by Kawhi Leonard in the Toronto Raptors. They have a 2-0 lead. He won the MVP. He had just burst on the scene. You feel like he's unstoppable. And then here comes the claw. And the claw just shuts it down, and he's on a playoff tear. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Kawhi's on a playoff tear that, that was pretty historic in and of its own right. And then last year, they go out in the bubble to a raggedy Miami Heat team and Jimmy Butler playing you know, out of his mind and that team just gelling at the right time and being strange and Bam Adebayo giving him all kinds of fits. And so you kind of start to be like, well, I mean, he's going to have to leave the Bucks. You know, he's going to learn a jump shot. Well, man, we'll get into that. So you're like, okay, he doesn't have a jump shot and you didn't feel like the supporting cast was as strong as it could be. So you're like, okay, he's probably going to have to leave. And instead he re-ups, re-ups in the off season. He's like, I'm all in. This is what I'm about. And everybody's like, well, that's cool, but there's no way they're going to win. And then they go, and they, you know they're going to have to run into the, the Nets. Like, you know they're going to run into that team, even when it was thought to just be Kawhi and KD. I mean, not Kawhi, um, Kyrie and KD. A lot of K's in these names. Mm. Um, <laughs> KD and Kyrie, you're like, oh, man, it's going to be a problem. Well, then Harden goes, and you're like, oh, man, nobody's beating that team. And sure enough, they outlasted them. Like, I know that they had injuries. I had questions. But they got beat. Like, I mean, Kyrie hurts himself. You know, Harden can barely get up and down the court by the end of it because he was out of shape most of the season. That crap comes back to bite you, man. You got to be ready to play. They, I mean, you know, Durant played out of his mind in that series. But if you look at the stats, Giannis was matching him pretty close point-wise. Like, it was like KD would have like 35 Giannis was having 28, 30 every game. He was there. Like, he wasn't scared of the moment. It was just KD was doing it at such a different level. You're like, man. And he does it in a different way. KD hey, can do it in every way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he can't back people down well, like that dude can. Well, like. okay. So that's, like you said. He can you, still drive the You're used to KD does it in this, you know, Jordan-esque, you know, unstoppable scoring machine like jumpers and stuff like that. Giannis is a dog. <laughs> like, like Giannis is an absolute dog, and they lose the first two games to the Suns, and I'm sitting like there, and I called the Suns basically once they beat the Lakers. I was like, okay, I got the Suns. I really don't think anybody else in the West is healthy, and I think the Nets were the only team that could have beat them. So once the Nets went out, I had the Suns. I stuck with that team because that's who I thought was going to win it. But Giannis 
bulldog these boys, man. Like the first game, first two games, he still had four, like 35 points a game, 40 points in the second game, and then the third game, Middleton finally shows up, and all that's the thing, man. We we sit here and talk about what Giannis's game isn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we get caught up in him not having a jumper and him not being able to make free throws. But he literally, this dude is doing some Wilt Chamberlain type stuff. He's getting 50 points on twos. Like, do you understand, like, how incredibly difficult that is to do? I mean, and, like, by the end of it, by the, you know, fifth and sixth game, he had taken DeAndre Ayton's heart. Like, Ayton, he blocked his shot two or three times, and Ayton was, like, pump faking, scared to go up against him. I'm like, wow. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, Aiton came into that series with a head full of steam and confidence, and Giannis took his heart. Like, by the end of it, he didn't want to go up with him no more. He's like, yeah, forget that dude, man. He's huge. Like, I, I ain't playing that game no more. Giannis is beating people in the open court, getting blocked shots. I mean, it was – it was. I, I don't want to say it was all him because Drew Holiday was phenomenal defensively in that series. And Drew Holiday, if you watch the whole playoffs going into it, like, that dude was the X factor throughout that – like, every series. You knew Giannis was going to, like, dominate. Chris Middleton is going to be clutch with his jumpers because, you know, that's his spot on the team. But Drew Holiday came up with a clutch steal on Devin Booker, came up with a lot of clutch defensive plays that that really kept the other team from being able to go to their best players. Um, it, it was an all-around team effort, man. I really enjoyed the finals. I, I thought it was great. Um, but I was really impressed by Giannis. Cause I, 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 you know, I wasn't hating, hating on him. Like, you know, some of these dudes, I, I really hate on some people. Um, but I'll say that I, I didn't think that he had that in him. Like there was not, there's nothing better than being pleasantly surprised by somebody like being like, huh, that guy's fantastic. <laughs> like you like watching it. Like this dude is like all time. Great. Like I, I didn't realize no, he had that nothing in him. affects there. He takes forever to shoot free throws. They're counting down. He'll air ball. And, but he can he always goes back. He's driving. He doesn't. He's not scared about getting fouled. Oh, he can't man. shoot free throws. For, well, I mean, at final uh, game six, he was seventeen for nineteen. But he's at home. I mean, he's never. At, he's at home. Me- too. Mentally strong, mentally tough, like just everything you would like. You would want like in a very superstar. Humble. Very humble. I mean, it was it was really cool, man. Like I hadn't watched. You know, I, I'm just being honest. Like you, you get. You watch this stuff all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you watch the finals, you watch baseball, you watch you watch this stuff all the time. You get used to these guys, like, you know, expecting it. And Giannis was genuinely overcome by the moment, and it meant everything to him. And it was really cool, man. Like, you were like, man, this dude, it's really meant this to him. Like, you know, we talk about these guys going out there and bleeding for it and dying for it and you know, Giannis has a hyperextended knee, and you didn't even know he's going to play in the beginning of the finals because it was like, man, he's got a hyperextended knee. He's out there, and he's going hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's out there, like, dunking on people, doing everything. He's like, I mean, he might be hurt, but he's certainly not playing like it. Like, it, he wasn't favoring it or anything. He was just dominating fools. So, I mean, like you said, mentally tough. Seeing him cry afterwards, man, like, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I'm a sucker for all that, dude. Like, I grew up watching Jordan crying hard on the title. You know, Kobe fake crying on the title. They were trying to look like Jordan. But I'm just saying, man, like, seeing him in that moment, like, he was genuinely, like, overcome. And hearing him talk about, you know, everything that went into it, they're like, well, man, you know, you never joined the super team. He's like, I didn't want to. He's like, it's supposed to be hard. 
I want, you know what I'm saying? He was like, I, I wanted to do it the hard way. I wanted it to be here. Like, that's that's totally unconventional thinking these days. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, LeBron can't take, and this is, this is, I know I'm hating on LeBron, man. I respect LeBron. I'll, I'll say this. I respect LeBron for owning his own legacy. Like, he was like, okay, this is the standard I'm held to. So I'm going to control the narrative as far as where I go. I respect that. I really do. He changed the game as far as that goes. Used to be guys were expected to stay with the team, and you stuck with them through thick and thin, and if they sucked, you still had to bear This is Aaron Rodgers syndrome. Like, seriously. Like, it's on you regardless of what happens with that team, right? It's your legacy. Well, LeBron's like, I'm not going to be pigeonholed that way. I'm going somewhere else. But in that, you are taking the easier way. Like, regardless of, of, of the narrative, playing with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, all three in their, you know, pretty close to their prime, Wade was already starting to get a little older, but still, like, it, it's still easier than writing it out and doing what Giannis just had to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like Giannis said, he's like, finally get one title, I got it. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I got my title. And he's like, I work, you know, and if I work hard and it doesn't happen again, it's whatever, but... You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that was his attitude. A, like A plus I, performance, A plus press conference afterwards. Very yeah. humble. It was, yeah. It was cool, man. Mm-hmm. It, like I said, it was just it was everything you would want in a superstar who had to work his ass off to get where he had to go, and he just had that. You could just see it. Like it was all there. You know what I'm saying? Like it was all there. Like it, sometimes you're like, oh man, I don't know if he really cares that much. You know, I I get mad at Aaron Rodgers for not diving on a fumble in the playoffs. You know, that wasn't gonna happen with Giannis. Like Giannis was was in that that series and if he was it was it was all or nothing he played like that was his last game like games to get to play like i might never get here again mm-hmm. on the flip side if you were the phoenix suns <laughs> i know that you could not stop Giannis. nobody in the world could have stopped him in that series but they went droughts without being able to get buckets and i, I know that milwaukee's defense was stifling and very good in that series and it just kept getting better like it really did but you have to find a way to win a series. You're up two to zero. Mm. Like there, there's, there's no excuse for that. Like you, you don't even get to game seven. <laughs> like you, they lo- won four in a row. You lost four games in a row. You know what I'm saying? Three of them in the Milwaukee. You can't win one game on the road, and you lost the one game you got back at home. And I'm listen. We were all sitting here talking about Devin Booker possibly being, you know, maybe not the next Kobe, but Kobe esque in his performances. You know what I'm saying? Very disappointing. Like, I'm serious. Very disappointing. And, I mean, as you kept watching him, his defensive footwork is hot garbage. Like, you can just tell he's an AAU guy who grew up being able to score at will. And he probably never – nobody ever, like, grinded him to play defense. So his he gets a lot of bad fouls because he's out of position. I say these things to my 10-year-old son. Like, you can't be an athlete forever. you got to know some form. You know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, you have to have some defensive form. And – like it showed, Chris Paul was older, but still, man, y'all. I mean, Chris Paul, you have been waiting to get to the finals for 15 years, and you go out in four straight like that. I mean, no, absolutely not. Like there, there's no, there's no excuse for that. And this rearrange, like this, what I mean by change the conversation when I say that is before this series. I mean, on anybody's list, Chris Paul is ahead of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, even with his two MVP awards, everybody, man, I'd say Chris Paul. Chris Paul is literally one of the best point guards of all time. He's one of the best players at his position of all time. That means something. 
Giannis took his lunch. Like, I mean, like, and and so if you're, he, he, he couldn't close the deal. At this point, the argument before was, was him and Chris, Steve Nash. You know what I'm saying? Steve Nash, no defense whatsoever. Chris Paul, better defense. Steve Nash, better shooter. You see what I'm saying? Chris Paul, maybe better leader because he's more of a dick. So, I mean, this, this is, so I'm, I'm, after watching this though, I'm like, you were up 2-0 in the finals. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's Giannis to me. This is, you know him and James Harden hate each other, right? Who's that? Giannis Antetokounmpo oh, and that. James Harden hate yeah. each other. Okay, it's a long not, running. Not, not shocked. It's a long running beef. Before this year, Harden always considered himself like a basketball purist. Who, you know, he's like. You know, of course I can shoot. You know, I'm not like some of these other people. Because he was mad that Giannis won the MVP awards he won. Because he was like, he can't shoot. You know, I mean, anybody can just bulldoze somebody and dunk. No, they can't. Mm. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. if you could, you would. <laughs> like, so, he's always backhandedly hating on him. He also hated, I don't know if you ever saw the clip of Giannis shooting free throws and him just sitting there at the line like, what is taking this dude so long? Well, now that dude just beat you. Like, straight up in a series. And then won his championship, which you have never been able to win. Mm-hmm. So Giannis vaulted himself into like, you know, you got a lot of guys that are great who don't have titles. You know, Harden, um, Barkley, Malone, Mello, Stockton. Chris Paul, Stockton. Like the list is very long for guys that don't have a title. Ewing. And so, I, I mean, it's going to be tough for me to put most of those, if any of those guys ahead of Giannis at this point. Like I know Harden has an MVP award. And he's a scoring machine. Can 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 we can we? I understand what you're saying, but can can we can we let Giannis have his career first? I agree. Okay, I mean, I'll give you that. That, that. This is that's that recency bias. I think a lot of people and I, everyone falls into it at some point in time. Was he great? Yeah. Is he? And he's still really young. Yeah, but he's like he's 26. like 26. Yeah. So. Okay, but my point he's is... He's trending in the right direction. It's like it's, my it's, point it's, it's is, the whole Pat Mahomes Okay, thing my yet. point is this. My point is this. I'm just simply stating, okay? Chris Paul is at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Without a miracle title that's going to show up somewhere in the next two years, he's going to retire without a title. He, that's a reality he's got to face. Mm-hmm. Um, Harden is 33, 32, older. I, I now, he, might, he will probably... I do think that Nets team, if all three of those guys... From training camp to oh no, you don't think they have a shot? Because how can you rely on the three of them ever being there at the same time? Eight games they played together last year. Eight. Damn, that was it. Eight before the playoffs. Total. Wow. Oh my gosh. They played eight games. One thing I will say about Giannis, he is in rare air for being having two MVPs and a title and being younger than twenty-seven. Uh, hold on. Younger than 27. Or it's 27 or younger, I should say. Okay, hold on. Is this NBA only? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very, very rare. Yeah. I don't... Jordan gets into the league, he's like 22. Doesn't win that title until 91. I think Jordan was almost 30 when he won his title, so he's not in the running. Russell... Oh, Russell and LeBron. Who is it? Hmm? Who is it? 
Oh, there was like there was, there was four of them. I can't remember. I can't remember all of them. Right oh, now. That's I'm trying to find it. That's gonna drive me crazy. I know. I'm trying to find. Okay, it. but on your recency bias, I'll say this. Um, I, I understand what you mean. I'm just simply looking at like like Barkley's career is over. Malone, you know some of those older guys. So I, I mean, I wouldn't put him up there. Like that's a different conversation. I'm more or less. I'm really talking about the guys that are pretty close to his age, like his his era. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about your Chris Balls, your James Hardens, your uh, Carmelo Anthony's, like these guys that are pretty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Pretty good. My Carmelo Anthony rant. I'll try to save it. But I, I mean, I got him above Melo. I got him above. I'd probably take him over Paul because he's just so damn unstoppable when he gets it going. And the biggest thing that Giannis has from you know one year to the next, he learned that drop step spin, man. You can't do anything with that. Like that guy is long, and if he spins like that, and you can't, you can't, you can't get, you can't guess the right direction and get the charge, he's unstoppable. So, anyway, I understand what you're saying about recency bias. Let's see how his career plays out. But let's say, let's say he doesn't win. He, he's on the right track. He's he's probably if he doesn't win another MVP and he plays. 10 more years and he gets no more titles but he averages 30 you know 25 to 30 a game mm. that's still a great career especially because he's doing he won a title in a super team era like mm. this is literally the super team era now granted he's fortunate not to run super super run into one even though Chris Paul and Booker were kind of a mini one I mean it's still that era do you see what I'm saying? And he, when he had his chance to get a title, he got it. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway, that's all I was going to say about Giannis. I mean, I just, I was really impressed. And, and it was great to have, you know, a superstar show up in the moment and take it. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it. you know, it, he just, it worked out. Like, that dude was physically taking it. You know what I'm saying? All right, speaking of superstars showing up in superstar moments. Mm-hmm. Kiker, I've been waiting to talk to you about this for a while, okay? Because mm-hmm. it really popped off like last weekend. What are your thoughts on Simone Biles and her dropping out of basically every Olympic competition that she was slated to be in? Um, I let just, just go. What do you think? At first, I was like, this is soft. Because... She calls herself the GOAT. She is greatest gymnast, women's gymnast, whatever, uh, of all time. She's got the medals to prove it. Uh, you, you can tell in this routine, in athletes in every sport, and if, especially someone at her level, they don't think about it. They just do it. Yeah. When you're thinking, now you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah okay? And you can tell she was thinking about it. And as time goes on, more stuff comes out. Yeah. And apparently she has severe ADHD. Yeah. Okay. And she takes, I can't remember what the medicine was. That was Adderall. Okay. To help her focus. Well, Japan, where the Olympics are, you can't take it for ADHD. So... She's all, she's been on this medication for years. Now she's not taking it. I've backed off a little bit. Yeah. Because mentally, you never know what's going on with somebody, and if and that's a huge, huge change. Yeah. She's been on it for like ten years. Seriously. And to be or five years at least, and to be and just to be 
off of it cold turkey with nothing really to uh, replace it with, I don't know what her mental state is. I mean, and if she can't focus, then what good are you going to be to your team anyway? Yeah. Her actually dropping out during the team uh, part of this actually helped them win a silver medal because she was not performing to a high enough level. Well, she and, really was. And on top, and to add to that, I mean, I, there's a lot of angles to it. Uh, to add to that part of it, though, I mean, I'll, I'll respect that she stayed, and you could see her visibly cheering her team on. Um, it wasn't like it, 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 and you know, you kind of thought honestly, you thought, okay, well, she just doesn't want to do the team stuff. She's going to do the individuals. She's like, no, I'm out. Mm-hmm. So now you got her teammate winning gold instead. So. So I mean I I I backed off a little too. This is me and me and the wife have been arguing about this all week. Um at first I I'm like you know we I'm we're watching Jordan, we're watching Kobe. You can't you, tie when, yourself together. When when the lights are on is when it matters most. Mm. And so there's plenty of guys who are great in practice. There's plenty of guys who are great in the regular season. And so this the Olympics is her NBA finals, her Super Bowl, her whatever. And so it was very disappointing for me to, you know, be like, you know, I want to see the best. I, this is when the best matters, being the best matters. And now she's not going to compete. So I was very disappointed. And maybe that played a part into some, my, my view of it. I also, you know, I thought she, I honestly just thought she was being soft. I, and there's another angle to it, too, where, um, you know, back in the U.S., like a month ago when they were having nationals or whatever, um, I mean, they literally came out in writing and said, we're going to score you differently because you're too good. Which like, is absolute horseshit. <laughs> like, seriously, that is, that is absolute that's, un- that's unreal. So, so that, I mean, that's, re- that's legit. Like, mm-hmm. if, if they're coming out, I mean, and they're saying what you do is, it doesn't, you have to do so much better. Because you're so much better, we're going to expect so much, like, it. <laughs> Like and so we're not going to give you points for regular routines. We're just going to give you points for the spectacular. That's insanity. That's unbelievable. I mean, that's insanity. So I, I get that. Like, and if if so, you've got that angle of it playing obviously heavily mentally. You've also got her like you know not having her medicine. That that's a lot of random ish. And, and there's a lot of pressure because they, everyone, especially in, in like America, expects her to win the gold. Yeah. In everything she does, but once again. If she's if she's able to take her medication, it's not like she hadn't been here before yeah. and done it before. Yeah. And the expectations didn't overwhelm her then. Why would they do them here? Well, That's the one thing. Well, and, and then the, the, and the, the whole scoring scoring her differently is ridiculous. I, I mean that that is that goes against everything sports stand for. Yeah. It's supposed to be level for everyone. And how good are you? That, that's stacking the deck against somebody. Yeah, that's it cheating. Really, it it's really bullshit. is. It really is, man. I, I, me and the wife were arguing about it, and she was like, no. I said, well, you know, great players are always held to a standard. And she goes, no, you don't understand. She was like, that would be like Kobe taking a three and them telling it's only worth two. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? on the line. Like, seriously. Was she was like, that'd be like him having to take a half-court yeah. three to get a three. It, like, it, it, yeah, it's like Steph shooting from the logo, and I'm saying it's football. Yeah, on the line. man. Come on, I mean, man. That's, a, that's a different level. So... I respect I, I I respect her decision. Regardless, at the end of the day, it's her decision. Mm. Like what I genuinely think doesn't matter any damn way. Um, I ain't no gymnast, so I mean at the same time, like I don't know what it takes. And they they've shown video of her, of her 
you know, doing flips at like and falling. Like she was, it was that meant like she was out of it. So, you know, it is what it is, and if man. She doesn't have it. Get somebody in there who's yeah. been training hard with her step by step, who isn't as good, but give them the opportunity yeah, and actually let the team do better and allow someone else a chance to meddle if she doesn't have it. Yeah, that's, and that's Soon, exactly what she's done. And that's Soon Lee chick or the, the other chick. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's totally stepped in that spot and done whatever she could do. So, won a gold. So, so I mean, I, 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 if we had talked about this a week ago, like I, oh, we could have been oh, a man. firestorm. Oh man, like I was. I was ready to quote like my league of your own quote, like mm. which is where Tom Hanks looks at her and mm. she's like, it was just too hard, and he's like, the hardness of it is what makes it great. So that that's that's seriously the Are way I'm crying. <laughs> Are you crying? There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> but that's my perspective about greatness is you know you it's supposed to be hard and only certain people can can well, do it. And, and and at first the optics were really bad because she caught she has the goat like embroidered uh. on her. On her uniform, and she uh, relishes the fact that she is the greatest gymnast of all time. Yeah. So when when she goes out there and is struggling like this, even being scored that way, I would think if she was in her I, I should, in her right mind, yeah. like able to focus, she would have. She, oh, dude, she she'd have went out there and like, all right, I I see you, my brothers. Yeah. 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 Even on a bad day, she's mm-hmm. still better than than most of those people. So. Even in qualifying, she didn't look great, and she was still in like first or second. Yeah, some so. of the stuff she does is insane. Yeah, I dude, those gymnasts are incredible either way. Mm. Like, I, and that's just not just her. Mm-hmm. If you ever watch that stuff, like it is incredible what those women are able to do. Um, anyway, I just want to get your perspective on it. I mean, I like I said a week ago. I, I mean, I'm glad that we didn't talk about this a week ago because because oh. I, I would have been a dick. Like oh, seriously, yeah. so so it's good to hear more come out about it. Because you know, those well, that makes sense. Well, and even Phelps, like I remember, you remember Michael Phelps. There's a there's a documentary on HBO about him talking about mental depression with uh, with Olympic athletes, just because the pressure is so heavy because it only happens every four yeah, years. You train and so you long. train so long and so hard, and you only get this moment. And if something goes wrong, like you, it, it's all gone. That's why Phelps is in the reefer. <laughs> well, listen, that's hey, another listen. Hey. Dude, my perspective on the reefer has changed too, man. Like, I don't, I don't see what the big damn deal is. Like, that is better than it's not a performance. It's answer. better than these guys being addicted to Vicodin mm-hmm. and some of these other, like, uh, you know, our guys, guys in my generation back in the old days, are older than me. You know, your Lawrence Taylors and some of those guys, like it was cocaine and hookers to get yeah. through. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, it was it was a totally different era. Marijuana so. is a much healthier option. Exactly, man. You just gotta smoke some weed, eat some chips, and fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Everything will be fine. You see what I'm saying? Well, you know, and there's all everyone wants to follow the science. It, you know what? We're not going down this rabbit hole. I got. I, I'm pro marijuana. <laughs> I am so pro marijuana, especially CBD. We I could talk about this for a long time. Uh, one day, maybe we will. One day maybe we'll talk about that. I mean, you got athletes backing this kind of stuff, though. It'll, Former it'll, guys like Carson Palmer does it all the time. He has a his own CBD line. That makes a lot of sense. So Tyson, Tyson has his own yeah. uh, marijuana ranch. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So I want to get into something, man. This is near and dear to your heart, okay? Yeah. And this is, dude, this is this is the biggest, one of the biggest, craziest sports situations I've ever seen. I, I mean that. What in the world is happening with college sports, Kiker? And specifically, well, it's college football, but the the ramifications, like it's a ripple effect in a oh, pool. Well. It's gonna hit everything. Kiker, the the Big Twelve is. You got Texas and Oklahoma applying for for the SEC. The SEC has already unanimously accepted them. 
I mean, give me your thoughts on this. You're an SEC guy as an Alabama fan. What do you think? The Big 12 Conference will cease to exist July 20, July 1st, 2025. I agree. Because, now, I mean, before, back in the day, you had, when, when everyone had like three TV stations, ABC was college football. They they took before they before they had Monday night they had college football. It's Oklahoma, Nebraska, it's Texas, Oklahoma. That's what people like the Big Eight days. They got the Big Twelve, and then you've seen some restructuring going on. Yeah, SEC's poached a couple teams. Big Ten has. Well now, now it's on because Oklahoma and Texas, the two biggest brands that in. In football, because I guess you could say KU for basketball. In football, which is the money-making sport, which helps fund the rest of the athletic departments at these universities, yeah. are now joining the SEC. And when I first heard about it, I thought, eh, nah, it's not going to happen. You really thought that? I didn't. I was just like, eh. No, man, I knew that was going to happen. I was just happen. like, eh, let's see. You know, because, I mean, the fact that, well, this is what got me. That it had been in the works for over six months and nothing had leaked. I was like, I don't believe that to be true. Here's what I uh, – like, I always knew Texas would bounce. I was shocked at Oklahoma. Like, that was what I didn't see coming. But if you're Oklahoma and Texas leaves, you have no reason to stay. Like, honestly. Even oh, no. though you get pretty good games out of K-State and out of Oklahoma State, if Texas bounces, you, 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 you've got to figure something else out. So I, that was what shocked me. It wasn't Texas. Texas, because remember, Texas almost left a couple years ago. Like, they talked about it two or three. But they've talked about it, and it's never went anywhere. Well, so the Texas angle wasn't what surprised me. When OU's name was in the mix, I was like, oh, man. Okay, then, yeah, this is going to happen. Because now they they basically went and recruited Oklahoma, and it's like, hey, man, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, we can go to WCW. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's basically what happened, man. So it's crazy. It's a total money grab. You're going to make more money in the SEC, and and it has to be a money grab. Because Texas, it, what competitive advantage are you going to have going to the best conference in college football? None. You can't even win the Big 12. I mean, my God, you know, you got coaches winning eight, nine games and getting fired. Okay. And that's in the Big 12. All right, I'll say this. You, I, I agree. Texas is a money-making move. And Oklahoma, and Oklahoma is both. Because Oklahoma, let's let's look at what they do usually. Usually during the year, they lose to a team they have no business losing to, and then don't lose any more games. So maybe Oklahoma is like, okay, well, we're only going to get our respect if we go and play in the SEC. Now, I don't think they're going to win-win, but one loss in the SEC looks a whole hell of a lot better than one loss in the Big 12. And here's another thing you have, you're not thinking, and I'm going to bring this up too, is they're making this move, Oklahoma's going to make more money too. They're going to be able to compete better because offensively yeah. they do have a lot of firepower, and they can lose two or three games because yeah. the playoffs going to twelve teams. Yeah. yeah, it ain't four no more. It's going to be twelve. Yeah. So you're going to you don't win the SEC. Let's say Alabama does. Okay. Now you got your conference champions, or however they're going to however they're going to do this with, with the with the twelve teams, <laughs> and you're going to have that large bids. Yeah. Well, you have a better chance getting that large bid being an SEC team than yeah. you are a Big 12 team. Seriously. Seriously. But granted, now, here's another thing. Yeah, that gets you exposure, but the Big 12, Oklahoma, gets to the playoff on a consistent basis and never wins a game. <laughs> yeah. Never have they once. Let, let, me, let me ask you this, though. I do think 
the better competition you play, the better team you usually are. I do believe Maybe. in that. Uh, I believe there's some truth to that. It can now, help their recruiting. now, I mean, you know, Boise State, obviously, they're playing. They're, they have an underdog mentality. Some teams like that, it works. But I'm just saying, if you're Oklahoma and you can play, you know, Ole Miss and Alabama and Florida and some of these other top schools, I, I think, iron sharpens iron. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I think you're going to get consistently better games. You're going to be a consistently better team. Um, it's and you're going to make more money while doing it. Like you, you, it's going to help with your recruiting. It, it, and it's going to help with recruiting because A and M said one of the biggest reasons they left the Big Twelve to go to the SEC and the one recruiting, the biggest recruiting advantage they had over Texas was we're an SEC team. Yeah. Well. And A and M was the one team that was against this because they're tired of living in Texas's shadow. Yeah. Well, you can beat Texas. Texas A and M is a right now is a better football program than Texas. Yeah. And I'm gonna be. It's gonna be interesting to when this happens, how they do division realignment. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say this. Okay, we'll, we'll get into that. But I, I just want to bring up another point. I want to do a little history. Uh-huh. Okay. So. Because I, I feel like the, the, the narrative is massive, right? It, it's massive. You know, you remember Nebraska left? Nebraska goes to the Big Ten. You're like, oh, man. 14 teams. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just yeah. – like, this is – because this, for me, you were like you, – you were saying, like, it, it clearly does – like, money is the driver. Oh, absolutely. Like, to me, that was when I realized money was the driver. You had Nebraska go to the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and then you had Missouri go to the SEC, and I was like – well, recently that didn't make any sense. They were be- they were all better being the way they were, and I was like, "Oh man, okay." I yeah, guess geographically, I guess I guess care. money really is the like the one factor of all this. So, I think I honestly think once those two teams and A and M left, though it, the Big 12's days were somewhat numbered oh, anyway, absolutely. because you know you have your strength and your numbers, especially like Nebraska. Like even though they haven't been really good in football for a long time, the name still matters. It matters for Texas. It matters for Oklahoma. It matters for those three teams to be in the same place. Mm-hmm. And once Nebraska left, it's basically OU and Texas. You see what I'm saying, mm-hmm. name brand wise. And it was. I feel like it was only a matter of time. Um, it, it's it's just very fascinating to see. How it's gonna because I feel like what we're gonna have is we're gonna have like four massive power conferences. You know, with two or three divisions in them, and everybody plays. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that's why I think we're headed for towards. Is that yeah, what you I mean, agree I mean, with? That? I, you can definitely see it because the Pac-12 has already talked about poaching the rest of the Big 12 teams and making like a Pac-20. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, if you're the Big 10, are you not? Are you not calling up Clemson and the ACC? Are you not trying to get these guys to come? Now, if you're Clemson, if you're Clemson, you're staying in the ACC and, and playing that cupcake schedule. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if this get if if there's any possible way they can get Notre Dame to to move from an independent and join a conference. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to point out I, we're kind of I just want to stay in the Big Twelve for just mm-hmm. one second. You know, so obviously this is all football driven. Yeah, because that's the money maker. That, that's the money maker, mm-hmm. the the primary money maker. Mm-hmm. Now. There are schools that make more money off of their basketball program than they do their football program, and one of the glaring teams is KU. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a traditional blue blood school. They have value outside of football, so mm-hmm. you have to put up with their crappy football team. But where do you? I, I mean, if you had to guess, where does KU land? Because I, I, obviously KU can't just stay in this and dominate basketball like this. I mean, Baylor's good in basketball. 
But if you're KU, you 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 got to everybody's got to move eventually. I, I agree. The Big Twelve will not exist in 2026. Mm-hmm. Like so, I, I mean, I, the likely you know the rumor had always been like the ACC because that's a basketball conference. But I'm like, man. I mean, it's literally on the other side of the country. I think they go to the Big Ten. You think they go to Big Ten? Mm-hmm. That's what I was, was mm-hmm. kind of wondering. I do think they go to the Big Ten. Regionally, um, it makes the most regionally sense. Regionally, it makes the most sense. But also, K, if you're KU, do you want to play Duke every year? Play North Carolina? No, I'm just saying. I mean, I, it sounds bad, like you're avoiding these guys. But yeah. honestly, I, do I, you want to? You say that, but... I would, I you. An argument could be made that the Big Ten has been the better basketball conference the last five years. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had Michigan State, who's always going to be competitive. Um, Ohio State's had some pretty decent. Michigan, Michigan's really been good the last five years. Um, Notre Dame's had a couple of decent runs, so it's it, it, it could be basketball wise. I mean, there's a picture. See, but Notre Dame, Notre Dame, even in football, is playing like a five game ACC schedule. I know. See, I think the ACC is going to make a hard push trying to grab Notre Dame because they've already got them somewhat in yeah, a way. I, I mean, I think if Notre Dame feels like they have to join up, that's where they'll jump in. I agree with you on that. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm just saying the Big Ten is is not – for KU, I mean, it, regionally it makes the most sense, and they'll make a ton of money, um, and they get their Nebraska games back. Um Maybe the Pac-12 makes an interesting offer and takes those Big 12 teams, yeah. and they join the Pac-12. Man, I don't know. I just—it's fascinating. Like it, mean, it really is. I mean, man. As, a, is, as a fan, I'm curious to see how it plays the out. The Big 12 can't stay stagnant. They have to, from now on, all these presidents—I don't know if they have to get together, they do it individually—have to get on the phone and start seeing what our options are, what other conferences are offering, and do the best for their. I, I do not think that there is a way for that conference to survive. Can we agree on that? Oh yeah, no, it's over. There, there is I don't, I don't because there because is, there no. are no other teams that they can go poach that are going to bring them the power and, and okay. like majesty that Texas who, and OU. Who who in the hell is going to leave the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC, or the Pac-12 to go to the Big Twelve? Yeah, they have they have the worst TV contract. That's not. I mean, and and they share they share it with the Big Ten, but the Big Ten's had actually had a, a big a, their own network longer than the SEC has or any other conference. Yeah, they had that first. That's yeah. what, that's how they got Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And then and and uh, you know Texas has their own because it's Texas and they got more money than God. But yeah, so no one's going to come and want to come to the Big Twelve and make less money, even if it does mean dominating yeah. a week. Conference. I, I agree, man. I, I, it's there's no way it's not over. So the question is, you know, what do you do? I mean, if if you're Baylor, honestly, Baylor SEC wise could go basketball and play pretty well in the SEC. So that would actually, and then if you're the SEC, we have the entire state of Texas. Like to me, regionally, that makes the most sense. Like every Texas school goes to them. They've already got Missouri. They've got Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you've got your Oklahoma, the rest of the Oklahoma-type team, Oklahoma-Kansas. The rest of them would go either Pac-12 or Big Ten. But, we'll, I mean, it, it's going to be a fascinating situation. Yeah, you got to like, throw the geographic thing out. Like, the it, <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with that. It's all, it's all, it's all, you know, money-wise. I'm sitting here. I got, like, this map in my head. And I'm like, well, this team, these, these teams should go over here. So, I mean, West Virginia's in the Big 12. 
they Rutgers said, is in the Big Ten. West West Virginia's. They said they've wanted to go ACC. That's well, been the rumor anyway. So I, I assume. I mean, it be would there. make more sense. And the, the one the one thing I will say as a as a like college football traditionalist is you're you're losing some tradition here. I mean, you've seen a little poaching, and now, I mean, at least they're coming together. Who? Oklahoma and Texas. They're because yeah. I'd hate to yeah, lose that that, that rivalry. That red it's a big. It's big time. You know, I agree and, with and then that. and also losing get, losing the Missouri KU basketball game was a big deal. Losing the Nebraska games oh, like yeah. was a big deal. So I, I agree with you on that. You know, and I mean, and the thing is, is if they shift, if they shift to these power, these big time uh, conferences, everyone wants to. You know, they're, they're, they want to keep expanding the playoff. Technically. You know, they're going to go – they went to – they jumped from 4 to 12. I figured they go to 8. I thought they go they to ju- 8, too. I think 8 is 12. the right number. I think 12 is too damn um, um It's going to be interesting because now you have these super conferences. Where you, now you can't play everybody in your conference, even if you wanted to. You play that nine-game uh, regular uh, conference schedule, and it's still not everybody. And it's like, okay, well, now just kick out all the – you know, quit playing Southern Miss and Mercer and, and the Citadel. But they're not going to do that. Of course not. Money, yeah, and it's not, and everyone's like, oh, well, it helps those small schools. It does. They they get paid all this money to come get their ass kicked. But also, also, these these big time programs, your Alabamas, your Clemsons, your Ohio States, want that extra home game for the extra revenue to help finance the rest of the athletic department. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and that's not going to change. Now, granted, you get to these super conferences, the money gets. I mean, that's the thing about the, joining the conference. The money you make is spread. It's a very socialist environment in the con. I mean, everyone shares. That's why one the biggest reason Notre Dame ain't technically joined the conference. They want that money. Like, mm-mm. Yeah. No, no, no. Get your hand out of my collection plate. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, no. So, it'll be, I mean, the thing is, does, does, can, can you get away from playing those small schools if you're in a big major conference and making more money? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'll say this. I'm, I've just I've never seen such a seismic shift happening all at once. Like mm-hmm. you've got the pay to play angle that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Oh, that yeah, you got you got you got the Big Twelve disintegration, which I can't imagine that taking till 2025. Because and let me explain why. Because if you're like West Virginia and you can get in the ACC now. You can't wait for their years until, like, eventually everybody's going to agree, okay, let's go our separate ways. So, you know, if you're KU, if you're Oklahoma State, if you're these other teams, and you can make this work quicker, they're going to let K like, it's just going to disintegrate. We'll just have a year, like, it'll be 2023 is the last year, and that's it. You see what I'm saying? So, anyway, I've never seen so many things happening at once. I mean, does the NCAA have any power here whatsoever? In college football, absolutely not. They, they they have, I mean, with the name, image, and likeness, the only thing they have a stranglehold on is the school actually paying these players. Because that's not what, that's not, uh, that is not, uh, it's not happening. That's not what's happening here. They are able to go out and make money on their own name, image, and likeness. Bryce Young has never, has never played a valuable down for the University of Alabama and has over $800,000 in endorsements already. But that's part, that's part of being... Alabama quarterback. Well, and, and, and here's the good thing about that. Like, the NCAA should be thankful 
that that's the way it went down because now you don't have to get into you know what player makes this much money at this school like it's strictly your endorsements mm -hmm. what you can generate for yourself like you know what i'm saying like yeah. it, it's it's really out of their hands like mm -hmm. it's and it's better that way like the hands are cleaner that way mm -hmm. like I mean, it's just like Tom Brady and, and, you know, Jordan and LeBron making more money off their endorsements than they make off their NBA actual NBA contract. Like, well, now the team doesn't have to worry about that. You see what I'm saying? Like, you you go get it. Yeah, you can have that. Don't let it distract you on the field. It always been. The NCAA did this to themselves with, with this rule book that's four times the size of a Webster's Dictionary. And, you know, you, you got these athletes that want to work a part-time summer job, but they can't do it because, again, it's an NCAA violation. It makes zero <clears> sense to me. Yeah. Zero sense. And, so and, and I, you have people going, I mean, since the turn of time have, have been having these violations. These boosters are getting cars or giving their parents money or whatever else. And you see, you've seen people get caught like that. You know, Cam Newton, you know, yeah. $100,000 come play at Mississippi State. I will take the money. I'm just, I'm just kidding. We're going to Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I was going to go to Florida and then I like, stole some laptops, got shipped off to some small school in Texas. Want to. A small national time down there, and then went to Auburn. Yeah, Still. yeah. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into Take the money and run, scam. Anyway, the point is, is it's it's fascinating because I, I think that what we're going to be looking at in, I know, man, it's a grown man riding skateboard. Oh, Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, with a helmet. I, safety first. Yeah, I get whatever. We just saw a dude riding skateboard out here, man. He's like 50 years old. It was weird. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um. My point is, I, I think, you know, in five years, what we're going to be seeing from college sports is going to be almost unrecognizable to what we've seen in the last 10 years. Like, where it's like, you know, players can make money, you know, and, you know, you're going to have big power conferences, especially in football. The NCAA will have no power whatsoever. In basketball, they're going to be trying to hold on to the tournament. But even that, I, I would struggle to understand. I mean, it's I, I can't see that lasting long term. But we'll see. I mean, you know, and props to the football teams for for, for basically saying we're going to make our own rules. Like, it's, it's crazy to me. But anyway, I just I find the situation to be, like, extremely fascinating because I just I think the, the world of college football is going to look very different. You've also got, you know, the teams that, you know, the tournament's going to expand. Not tournament, but... Playoff. Playoff's going to expand to, you know, 8 to 12 teams or whatever it's going to be. So, it's just going to be a really interesting, cool situation. Like, I mean, the NCAA already has nothing to do with the playoff anyway. I mean, you don't see NCAA... Anywhere. Anywhere. I mean, it's just... Well, well, huh? it was. No, yeah. well, yeah, it's just... I think it's, they just call it the, the CFP now. So... All right, it, well, yeah. Fascinating. Uh, college football in the works. Last thing I want to get to, Kiker, MLB trades. Mm. This is, I, I mean, I've seen some crazy trades, you know, in history of the deadline. You know, I remember Mark Tashira. I was reading about Mark Tashira going to the Angels, and then they, they he ended up signing with the Yankees, and the comp pick that the Angels got from the Yankees is what they used to get Trout. So, I mean... These things matter. It gets weird. I remember Lester going from the Red Sox to the A's, loses to the Re to the Royals, goes to the Cubs and wins. Strange. Like just just and he would have probably stayed with the Red Sox. But since they traded him, he was so pissed. He was like I'm not going there. So, anyway, let's get to the trades. Okay? You got a list over there? 
Yeah. Uh, no, not not, let's, not really. Let's let's start with the fire sale that was the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. I have never seen a team, and I mean never, seen a team trade away a core the way they just did. Mm-hmm. Anthony Rizzo goes to the Yankees. He's got two home runs in two games, by the way. Yeah. With the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Chris Bryant goes to the Giants, which is a great move. Um, I really wasn't sure about Rizzo going to the Yankees, but he looks motivated. So, who knows? Um, and then Javi goes to the Mets. He's going to play with Lindor. It's going to be a fantastic infield. Fantastic defensively. Is, it kind of makes you wonder how long that was in the works because he said he'd like to play with Lindor. Well, yeah, they're friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, they played at the uh, one of those baseball classics together, man, and they were I mean, it was electric. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway... I mean, what are your thoughts on this MLB, man? I've never seen anything like that, especially with one team. Let's start with the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on the Cubs? I didn't see what they got back. I'm sure they got back a lot because these were all name brand players. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's all players and prospects and cash cash consideration. Bunch of guys no one's ever heard of unless you're, you know, a minor league nerd. I mean, really, it is. It's really disheartening, you know. I mean, 2015, they, they the Cubs make a turnaround. They get to the championship series. They lose to the Mets. Next year, they're the best team all season. Dog it out. Great World Series. Great Game 7. Thinking, all right, they won one. And I always said if they just win one, I ain't going to win another one. I just want to see one before I die. I, but I we all, but, happen that but we all really felt like, um, you know, they had the makings of a good team that could could compete. They had a young nucleus. Yeah. there. I mean, Rizzo was the was was a was a veteran player, and he wasn't very old. He's either, like twenty eight. Yeah. Right. So you know, you had you had you, you know you had your John Lester who's been there for he's a long time veteran and all that stuff, but you had. You know, with Baez and Brian Wilson Contreras, who, damn, I feel bad for that kid. Yeah, he's the only the last one, one left. Last and one he left said he'd talk about an extension with the Cubs if they were willing to build around him. Well, that's a total rebuild now, bud, because, my goodness. Man. I mean, it, I, it was, I, I'm, I, I'm, it's pretty devastating. Really, it, it is. I mean, even my Royals got in on the act. They gave up Solaire, which, I mean, he wasn't, he was hitting a lot of home runs. He goes to the Braves, which they only got him because Acuna got hurt. And then, um, and then Danny Duffy went to the went to the Dodgers, which I guess they're probably just going to use him as a middle reliever. Um, but man, the Dodgers! Speaking of the Dodgers, what the hell, man? The team has a star on the bench in every position. They got Scherzer coming in now. They got Turner coming in. I mean, they're I, the Yankees of the West Coast. It's extremely aggravating. Like I, I, I like Scherzer personally. Like Scherzer is probably my favorite pitcher in the league right now. Like, I I just like the way he competes. He's a dog out there, man. Like, I he enjoy... my favorite. It, <laughs> I enjoy watching Scherzer. I, think well, I, I enjoy watching him. I, I think he's a great pitcher. So My favorite pitcher ain't even on the Cubs. Who's your favorite pitcher right now? DeGrom, man. Okay. That, watching that guy go to work yeah, is... I'll, I'll give you that. DeGrom's, something else. DeGrom's he's just He's hurt now. Yeah, which really sucks, man, because he was having a Historic year... Historic season. He was having a year that we were going to be talking about seeing for the rest of our lives. Um, but anyway, I, it's it's just not fair, man. I, I just I didn't want him to go there personally. Like no, I, I, I really wanted him to go somewhere else. Well, I thought originally I thought uh, it was rumored that he Scherzer was going to the Padres. Yeah, and, and if I'm you're like, the Padres, 
if you're the Padres, this is a huge swing and miss for you. Because and now Tatis is hurt again. Yeah, dude. If you're the Padres, this is devastating. Mm-hmm. Word was they were trying to get rid of Hosmer too. Um, I mean, it's it's for the Dodgers to get Scherzer, Turner, Duffy, and then the Giants to get Chris Bryant. Which now they have Chris Bryant who can play pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. They've got Brandon Crawford. So even if they played him at third, you got Crawford at short. I mean, they fantastic defensively, like fantastic <laughs> defensively. So it's. It's it's. I really feel like the Padres are going to be the odd team out. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't see any other way around it. Um, it's crazy that the Dodgers ha- are loading up like this, and they're still like having to compete this hard with the Giants. The Giants just there's something culturally. Well, that, there's a big. They're the biggest surprise in yeah. baseball. Period. They're yeah. To, to be to be leading that division basically all season. Well, and it's I mean, one of those things where when they're they you know this is this decade. Last ten or twelve years has been theirs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Boshi's gone now. I know. I, I really thought I mean, when Boshi left, that would be it. But obviously, culturally, whatever is there, the pieces that are there are about winning. I mean, your boy Buster, he's, he's having a decent season. You know, I can't stand Buster. I, I can't stand him either. At least they don't have Kung. Did they have Kung Fu Panda again? Did he come back? I, don't I know, know he came back a couple years ago. I just don't know if he's still there. I can't stand that guy, fat <laughs> bastard. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so serious. I will never forgive him for having the like one of the greatest World Series ever, and then going to the Red Sox and not and being so fat he can't keep his belt on while he slides <laughs> in the third. What a jackass. Anyway, <laughs> um, some of the lesser deals. Damn it, man. I'm sorry. Some of the lesser deals. Uh, John Lester going to the Cardinals. That was surprising. Him and Ian Happ. Um, you know, Lester's been around a long time. I was, I was just surprised. I didn't know. I haven't looked at that division. Are the Cardinals even in contention? Well, the the, uh, the Brewers are are hot and leading that division. Uh, and then the Cardinals are uh, they have a better chance than the Cubs. Brewers got a pitcher from <laughs> from uh, the Tigers named uh, Norris. It's a good move for them. I mean, the, man, Craig Kimbrell. I forgot about that one going to the White Sox. That, now, that one didn't shock me because I think you know they brought him in. He he'd been better this season. But man, it's a monster contract for a closer. Yeah, and, and obviously the Cubs are rebuilding and they're dumping every salary they can, other than obviously Jason Hayward because no one wants that fucking contract. So you know, it's funny. You know, we managed to make it through this this whole episode without cursing until we got to our baseball. No, no, we didn't. Yeah, uh, just very. It was no, very no, no f bombs. Baseball, baseball. No f bombs. Just did one. I know. Until that, <laughs> I mean, we. I'm just it. saying, baseball brings it out. Like you see what well, I'm saying? This like, is, well, this is bullshit. Uh, baseball is personal. That's all. Fire, fire, freaking fire sale here. Anyway, I, mean, um, I felt like you know who did uh where did Starling Marte go? I forgot. Did he go to? He went to the uh, he went to the A's. That's a really good move for them. Um, but man, I just can't believe the Astros in that division are doing as well as they are. That sucks. Jock Peter, why'd you have to cheat in the first place? Man, Jock Peterson. I forgot about him going to the Braves. Yeah. Forgot all about that one. Nelson mm-hmm. Cruz goes to the Rays. Great move for the Rays in the AL East. Um, hopefully, I mean, I'm, I'm I like with the Red Sox too, man. But as long as it's not the Yankees, I don't care who it is in the AL East. Um, I mean, the Pirates did get Frazier, or the Padres did from the Pirates. Joey Gallo to the Yankees. Forgot about that one. Yeah. I mean, we've had some great trade years, man, but nothing as big as this. Where, I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, it's mostly the Cubs, which kind of sucks for Kiker. But, I mean, but they weren't going to win a title this no, year anyway. No, they weren't. I mean, the, Roy- the Royals managed to trade away Soler and Duffy. 
But I, I've always expected them to trade away Salvador Perez and, and Whit Merrifield, and for some reason they keep those two around. It's like, well, we got to well, have the, I mean, it, the only two faces of the franchise they have, so we can lose 100 games as long as we have those two. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So you want them to get rid of no, both I, of them I, listen, and rebuild totally? I wouldn't go that far as much as I would just say this. I, If those are the guys that have the most value – and you're going to get the most for him, and we're in rebuild mode any damn way. Like, this is a business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, Salvador Perez is still going to be my favorite player no matter where he plays as long as it's not the Yankees. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, I, if you can get a ton oh, of if you went to the Dodgers? Oh, never mind. Do- or the you? Astros? Oh, damn. That would suck. Yeah. Okay, any of those, anybody else but those three? Seriously. Even the, um, the Guardians? <laughs> the Guardians. Ooh, oops, almost <laughs> slipped up there. I know, man. I just want to say Guardians of the Galaxy all the time. I know. Anyway, I, I'm just saying, like, Whit Merrifield is, you know, a 300 hitter year in, year out with 25 home runs and 20, 20 or 30 stolen bases. So I just feel like if that's that's the guy you can get the most for, same thing, you know, Salvi's got – Salvi broke his, his record for home runs in a season like yesterday – He's at thirty or something, which is great for him as a as a hit, as a catcher. That's phenomenal. So, and he's batting like two eighty. So, if you can get like if we can rebuild for a championship, then hell yeah. I mean, the, they did it with the one, uh, the one they I'll, did it with Grinky. The one thing I'll say is, normally with a with a small market team, it takes longer to rebuild. I know. I mean, the Cubs are, are a bigger market team, and it's still going to take them quite a while to rebuild too. Because I mean, obviously, they just dumped everything. Yeah, everything. It's a fire sale. Absolutely. Contreras is the only one left. Yeah. I mean, and Hendricks having a sneaky good season, too. He's like 13-4. and four, but uh, you know. Baez had a home run yesterday, too. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Crossed that ball. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he did. It's inside. El Mago. That's a cool name. Yeah. Anyway, my point is, is if, you, if, if that's where you're going to go, you might as well mm-hmm. get something for him. That's how I've always felt about that kind of stuff. Same We're thing. running out of time. I know. But there is one. We, need, we will Quickly. discuss this next week. What is it? Does baseball need a salary cap? All right, we'll talk about that next week. I'm going to tell you. Because it's a simple answer. Yes. You're just saying this because of the Dodgers. It, it's the Yankees, too. It's any of these big market teams who aren't scared to, even if it's just for one year and they're rental players, they're able to spend, you know, they're able to back the Brinks tra- truck up without any without any fear of, of having any long-term implications. It's about parity. Fairness. I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. Every other sport has a cap. Um, and the NBA's got a – they have a luxury tax. It's a little, it's a, it's a little less soft than, the, than Major League Baseball, but still. But you still have to pay the price for doing that. Yeah. So, NFL so the is Lake, one that has a solid cap, so and the, I got evidence so, to prove why they – so, so the Lakers can't just literally go get everybody for mm-hmm. LeBron. And so it works. I, I agree with that. I just, I just also think you're penalizing teams for being successful. But I know what you mean. Like, that Dodgers situation is not fair. Like, that's not right. They they almost have an all-star team. Like, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it's freaking ridiculous. I'm, it, I'm literally rooting for anyone but them and the Astros in the, in the playoffs. There, there's arguments. You got you have you have good teams that are that are you know Tampa, the the uh, Oakland, not real high on 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 payroll, but still. Are, are good teams, yeah. playoff-bound teams. But, man, yeah. you know that sucks for Oakland. I'll say this real fast. They do this every year where they they have a good team, and but they're going to run into an all-star team mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and they're not going to beat them. They can yeah. get to the playoffs. 
So it kind of sucks. How many small market teams won a World Series the last 20 years? Royals. Not many. Royals. Royals. And, that's you, it. and, you, and you say the Marlins. And maybe the Angels. Oh, that was 0 2. Yeah, 0 2 0 Okay. So there you go. There you go. But anyway, we'll discuss it furthermore next week. Be sure to check us out. Anywhere podcasts are heard, except for Apple. All right. Y'all have a good one, man. See you guys.